15 nearly. Now, um, while we've lowered our projection for this year to reflect weakening global growth, on the whole, we anticipated a similar level to last year. Following the Bank of Korea's decision to lower its projection for the country's 2019 growth by 0.1 percentage points, BOK Governor Lee Ju-yeol cautioned against reading too much into the situation. But again, at the start of this year's World Economic Forum in Davos, the IMF revised down its main economic forecast for the global economy. And this uh, really leads us to question what resulted in this downward revision. Let's bring in Mr. Gian Maria Melezi Ferretti, Deputy Director of the IMF's Research Department, to find out more. And thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Alex. Nice to be with you again. Indeed. So, with China being the country's top export destination, our country, that is, it's obviously worrisome to see this prolonged trade war despite the hope that maybe President Trump and uh, Xi Jinping can come to some sort of deal in early March, what kind of adverse implication can China's slowed growth trigger, do you think, for this economy? So clearly, uh, as you say, China is uh, a very important trading partner for Korea. It's uh, among the very largest trading nations in the world, if not the largest, depending whether you look at exports and imports. Uh, When China slows, the consequences are felt uh, across the board. We think in this specific case there is uh, something preventable, which is uh, trade tensions, and we very much hope that uh, uh, we come to a resolution of those tensions, some some agreement, mutually beneficial agreement between the U.S. and China, because lifting those tensions and lifting those tariffs would benefit not just the U.S. and China, but also economies that are integrated with uh, with the U.S. and China, and Korea in particular, being a country very, very integrated in the world economy. And when we look at the forecast for the global economy, well, the outlook for 2019 this year and for next, they've been revised down to 3.5 and 3.6% respectively, which is 0.2 and 0.1% percentage points, that is below last October's projection also respectively. What are the main contributing factors? So the main, uh, one main contributing factor is the fact that the second half of 2018 was uh, quite a bit weaker than we had envisaged, uh, especially earlier uh, in the year. Uh, clearly, uh, financial market sentiment soured for emerging, particularly in some emerging uh, economies. Trade tensions uh, clearly played a role uh, as well. And hence, with the economy slowing in the second half of 2018, the, the, the starting point for 2019 is weaker. That affects our forecast for 2019. Moreover, we worry that some of the, slow, the, the, the factors that are leading to the slowdown may turn out to be uh, more persistent. Uh, and uh, again, we think that lifting lifting trade uh, tensions would very much contribute to offsetting some of these uh, headwinds to growth, both directly uh, and also indirectly through the impact on the tone of financial markets. This idea that a global recession is around the corner, even worse. I mean, you look at the Guardian's opinion piece um, earlier today the world bank and imf are in crisis it's time to push a radical new vision you've got this 
atmosphere at the moment for considering all sorts of radical solutions to what's going on around the world. Do you, do you think this is also time for calm heads to prevail? I think it is indeed time for calm heads to prevail. Uh, overall, uh, uh, there are, if we look at the growth numbers for 2018 and even our forecast for 2019, with all its downward revision, is a respectable growth forecast. For our forecast for advanced economies is actually for advanced economies to still be growing above trend, particularly the United States. Um, now, this is not to say that everything is perfect. As I said, trade tensions are taking a toll on our growth forecast for uh, some countries in Asia, including China. And you have, um, you know, the macroeconomic implications of, of uh, the, the, the financial market stress that we saw earlier in 2018 in countries like Argentina and Turkey. And clearly, uh, that's, uh, you know, recessions in those countries are, uh, are something that we'd like to see end as as quickly as possible. So not everything is perfect, but the overall growth rate is a respectable one. We have to be make absolutely sure that downside risks to that do not materialize and uh, that we do everything we can to lift certainly the policy-induced factors that uh, could cause growth to slow down. Brexit. Let's have a little word on that because the IMF has warned of the risks of a no-deal Brexit. It is concerning. No one seems to be very clear, but there are fears that um, Britain will suddenly see a standstill of of goods flowing into the country, that there could be a domestic crisis there. There are also concerns, of course, that there'll be all sorts of trade ramifications for countries throughout the world who've got either deals with Britain, particularly, um, but more specifically, who've got deals with the European Union that Britain has been a part of. So, tell us, how do you see this playing out? Again, we very much hope that uh, a a hard Brexit does not materialise. We think, obviously, the uncertainty is not helpful, is not helpful for for investment, but uh, the the biggest threat is not just the uncertainty, is the materialisation of a more negative outcome. Uh, We think uh, we have, uh, for for a while, provided a sense of uh, how costly we think uh, uh, a, a hard Brexit would be over the, um, the medium-long term for the UK economy and also for the European Union, particularly for some countries like Ireland that are closely integrated and trade a lot with the, with the, uh, with the UK. Uh, but as you were uh, alluding to in your question, there, are, there is also an issue of what the short-run implication would be, and that is very difficult to predict, but the possibility of uh, short-run disruptions is also a noticeable one. And, of course, we'd have to see how financial markets uh, would uh, react uh, to such, a, uh, such an outcome. Again, we very much hope that that does not materialize. Our baseline in our forecast uh, of the January uh, WIO update is uh, the, the basic assumptions for the UK is still that an agreement is found uh, for an orderly uh, exit of the UK from the European Union. March is potentially a big month, though, isn't it? Because we, we've got this uh, possibility of a hard Brexit in March although I think many of us will suspect that at the very least we'll see some sort of delay. Um, 
We've also got this deadline for a, a US-China agreement, and it also looks like that. I mean, you can look at it one way or the other. Maybe there's a, a deal to be done there with Presidents Trump and Xi. If these two factors go better than expected, is it possible that we can actually see a, a positive response and, and actually um, stronger growth going forward? Yes, absolutely. Um, that's the upside risk, and we'd be delighted to see that uh, uh, materializing. Uh, it is, of course, you know, our, uh, as I said, in, in part the 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 a positive resolution uh, to the Brexit uh, situation is already in our baseline, uh, in our baseline forecast. Uh, but uh, but uh, and, you know. Uh, a more durable truce or an, even an, you know, an end to the, the trade the dispute between the U.S. and China is not in our baseline, and hence would clearly be something, uh, what we would call an upside risk, basically would be good news relative to what we are currently forecasting. What's your advice to conclude here uh, for policymakers in Seoul, but also around the world, aiming to boost their own economies in this global situation, in this climate that we've been describing? Yeah, well, there are clearly, for, for economies like Korea uh, that are very, very open to trade, uh, they even, you know, literally, the, the shipping industry is, is, is of course, is, is, is one that thrives on, on trade, but more generally, Korea is one of the largest uh, uh, um, exporters and in, uh, importers, uh, in in the world, the health of the global economy is uh, obviously is obviously crucial. Uh, policymakers have their tools to offset the shocks that come from abroad. They can ease monetary policy. They can use fiscal policy to support activities. There is a more meaningful downturn. Those are clearly very helpful. Um, uh, ways to cushion the impact of, of a more severe downturn in the global economy, but uh, uh, it's difficult to insulate one's, uh, one's economy from uh, what goes on in very large neighbors or in the global economy as a whole. So I think, again, there is room to do something to support the economy in case of a more severe downturn. Korea clearly has the tools to do that, uh, but uh, it is... Uh, um, you know, it, it would be obviously affected by uh, uh, a more severe downturn in the global economy, given given uh, its, its openness and integration. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Always a pleasure. Gian Maria Malesi-Ferretti, Deputy Director of the IMF's Research Department. Thank you very much.